ordered regular programming to bring you a message from Her Majesty's government. Please stand by and await further information. This is not a drill. They have arrived. Ready then? Let's do it. So we are here, Trade Legends, episode five, and we have two completely new guests on, and this is a bit more of a plumbing special the next two days. Yeah, well, so because... We've got Andy Cam. Hey, don't forget I love plumbing. He loves plumbing. <laughs> and we've also got Jack, who's representing Big Wipes, one of the biggest names in... Shameless, shameless plug. Shameless yeah. plug. Just in case it wasn't completely obvious, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's a plumbing special because we're currently right in the middle of the biggest and I'd probably say the best plumbing trade show. You both got your yeah. sack oh, still yeah. on from the show. These, we, yeah. Install a show at Coventry. So we've all been at that today. And you've been working there today? Yeah, yeah, working hard yesterday and today selling product, yeah, directly to sort of end users. Loads of fun. Yeah. God, it's just so good to be back. And you've shows. been doing your normal? I've been uh, working for Condensate Pro, yeah. So I've been on there just telling people over and over and over again <laughs> what it is and how. And that's why I'm a bit hoarse because obviously I can't speak very much. But uh, yeah, it's been, been good. Uh, footfall's been really good. And the exhibitors were, well, let's say they were a lot better than the uh, tool fair that we went to a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so the footfall's been really good. And uh, there was a lot of people uh, you, coming around there. Yeah, it's been good. Do you think that helps then being more specific, just purely plumbing? Did they have an electrical bit? Was Nipex wrong? Well, it's no point asking me because I've been there <laughs> and I've not seen anything yet. Because the first day I got there, and when you go to a show, all the people that you've been talking to on social media for the last, well, two years since the last show, because it's one of the first ones we've done, yeah. they want to talk to you. So you start talking to people and you don't actually get to see anything. You just meet people. And then today I was on a stand um, all day. So tomorrow, the yeah. third day is the only day I'll see anything. Right. But I think there is some electrical, yeah, small electrical yeah, section. Light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah light bulbs. <laughs> I mean, I've been around it quite a few times and I've not seen any electrical stuff. But I'll tell you what, like you've just said there, um, I was on the stand and I was dying to go to the loo. And people keep coming and you're talking to them. And I went to try to get to the toilet, which is only the other side. It took me 25 minutes, and because you, people want to come up and talk to you, yeah. you know you're on, uh, you know, social media. Uh, the biggest problem I found was I nearly <laughs> myself trying to get to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 you can't get to... Did you have that problem tonight, Jim? I mean, I, I didn't suffer with that almost at all. But so, then again, you know, I'm not a social media... Then Andy's got, like, super fans, yeah. and they'll say, oh, uh, Andy, it's, I'm just going to talk about, oh, sorry, I'll come with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll hold that for you. Yeah. Yeah. you right. So what I did today, I thought it'd be a better idea, save myself all that trouble, and I've had to wee myself. I put a plastic bag inside my trousers, and I've just been peeing in there. Fuel crisis. <laughs> wonder what that's, Fuel crisis. I wonder what that smell was. <laughs> that's why my car don't work. I wonder what that puddle was, actually. So we, um, you went to Tool Fair, I went to Tool Fair. We spoke about that on the last show, yeah. or maybe the show before, because it was the first show back since COVID. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was busy with the footfall of people, yeah, but there yeah. wasn't that many exhibitors. But judging on the time I've spent at this show, it's absolutely massive and it's absolutely heaving. 
So it just felt like business as usual. Did you feel, because obviously you do a lot of shows. Yeah, well, you do. Every show I've been to, there's a big wipes stand there. Because you've done three this yeah. month, haven't you? Have they, yeah, got, we, have they got better? Yeah, we did NMBS at the beginning of the month. <clears throat> but that's a merchant show, so consumers can't go to that. And then we had Tool Fair. And you're right, yeah, footfall was quite good from delegates, but there was about half the amount of suppliers there. And then today, packed out with exhibitors. In fact, next year it's moving to the NEC. I don't know if everyone knows yeah, that. It's big, and it's it? getting bigger because it's so popular. Um, and yesterday was just rammed all day long. Today was possibly a little bit quiet, but footfall was still, you know, amazing, yeah. really. I all things considered. To, yeah, so I talked to the guys from Nipex uh, yesterday uh, about the tool fair, and I was saying about, you know, it was low on numbers or, you know, it's low on the exhibitors. And they said it was the best show that they'd ever sold at. They had more, they sold more that day. At the, at the tool fair? Yeah. yeah okay. exactly, we, we, exactly we, we did, yeah, we did pretty, pretty good there. Yeah. I think maybe people, there was just pent up demand for going mm. to a show. So people yeah. like to spend yeah. money at the shows. And also because there was less exhibitors there, the exhibitors that were there, you got more time with the delegates mm. because they weren't spread out through, you know, they didn't have, you know, 200 exhibitors to see, they only had 100. So you got almost like twice as long with them. So where, where was the other one that you guys did that? Also at the Rico. At the Rico. First week, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least you got, you know. I feel like I live at the Rico, <laughs> honestly, God. <laughs> yeah. The premiere in at Binley and the TGI's next door, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. see, big wipes again. Yeah, we're here again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just like, gonna, I'm just gonna say something. So every week at the start of the podcast, I say to Alex, don't tap the bench. <laughs> We've got three bench tappers today, and no, you're, none of you will know you're doing it, but you're all tapping the bench. So I just got to say, for Jack's benefit, stop. don't tap the bench. And I don't want to come across as like I'm in charge or anything. What? I mean, what? are you getting told off? <laughs> no, 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 getting told no, off yeah. on the podcast. Not at all. Not at all. Andy, that's the thanks you get for coming in. Don't tap the table. <laughs> what? What an arsehole. Oh, Why do you, do you, you it? notice it, Jack? I notice it straight away when people start tapping and I think can't you, say are you two, are you two communicating be, via oh, I'm going to bet then why did you say something if you can't because say you, all three of you were doing it <laughs> and if he's got to edit it and it's all like anyway it's only you banging it's only one I've heard banging I'm, a, I'm with you I'm, uh, Andy, I'm I with had you, to man. say something for Jack's benefit oh they should have a sponge um, table but so install a show I, I don't know if you all know this Andy. but it's it's not me <laughs> I knew this would happen, so that's why I thought, don't, don't say anything, because I knew this would happen. Anyway, back, back, back to... Yeah, Installer show is different to all the other shows we go to, because it's like a, what do you call it, like a mecca. Everyone mm. comes yeah, to it, yeah. and it's more of an, mm. a three-day event. People stay over. Like last night, we were at, everyone's out for dinner. There's like an award dinner. We have a sit-down dinner. Everyone meets at the bar after the show. It's not like it comes to four o'clock, the show shuts, everyone goes mm. home, or you pop in for a couple of hours. A lot of people come... They stay the night, stay in the hotels. We go out for a night out. We're going to the casino. You were in the casino till four in the morning. You're at only one o'clock if my wife's listening. You woke, <laughs> you woke up at seven and then you're at the show all day. No wonder you look tired. And <laughs> Andy, this is a thing. I've got my hands you, off the table now. I'm getting slagged off. You know, Annie, Annie's grasped you into your missus about what time you got home. But it is the show. It's not like a normal show, is it? That's what I'm trying to get the point. I'm really <laughs> you're slagging me off, mate. That's all you mean. <laughs> It is. I mean, to be honest with you, years ago, we used to go to shows, you'd get people like Plum Centre, get you on a coach, take you down somewhere, you'd go in, you'd have a look around. Within two or three hours, you'd be back, you'd be bored, and then yeah, you'd be on the coach going up. Whereas now, because of social media, I think personally, is that you can talk to people, you, know, you can talk to the manufacturers, you can talk to the installers, you can talk to your mates, you can talk to other people. They all get together, and it's a bit like you've built rapport up with all these people already, so you feel like you know them. People mm. know you because they've seen you doing videos and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to 
get yourself out there. A lot of people come up to you to talk to you, and and and, and I think it's great because there are a lot of really good people out there. I mean, I know that electricians do it as well, but I, I don't know why the plumbers seem to. Why do you think the plumbers seem to be so? friendly to each other and, and want to help each other. Yeah, it does seem that way. Like when we spoke about Twitter, that started off the plumbing community really mm. for social yep. media and yeah. it's sort of extended now. We don't, Twitter's not um, a big platform for plumbers anymore. It's moved on to Instagram and other things, but the, um, the sort of group camaraderie that we've got is always at these shows and everyone's always looking forward to it and it just has become like an event. Is that something that you've noticed? Yeah, I mean, big wipes are, <clears throat> You know, they're pretty pan trade, you know, builders buy them, carpenters buy them, paint and decorators buy them, everyone buys them. But our biggest engagement, our biggest reach, our biggest interaction on social media is without doubt with the plumbing and the heating and the gas engineers. I don't necessarily- The dirtiest chunk of I'll tell you a little story though, Jack. I honestly, I've got all your stuff. I know you've got this here that you're giving away yeah, or whatever, yeah. but I went to do a radiator. And I thought, I'll do it live, you know, yeah. it's upstairs, I'll do it live. I put the dust sheet over my head and I was, I, I, I cut this pipe and honestly the most, I couldn't stop the water splack squirting all over. I was like, oh no. Anyway, I managed to get uh, the fitting on and, and I came out from under and there was black all over mm. the pink and it was wallpaper and it soaked in and I was like, oh. I ran downstairs, I got them big, big wipes, I was wiping that. Didn't really, it did a bit, but not as much. And then I got that spray mm. and it was like I'd sprayed a magic, spray on it it just all disappeared i was like thank flipping heck for that because yeah. it was like uh, so that for me was like we, we got that all day today probably before midday about 30 people say that exact example you know taking the radiator off the wall the sludge going on the carpet or albeit up the wall and you know and you sort of talk to them and you say oh you know i don't know i don't really know what i did in that situation before mm. big wipes you I know mean, i think with these then because i was talking to you about it outside did, which came first did the the wipes come first or was the spray no the wipe the wipe <laughs> The wipes definitely came first and then quite long after we, not that long after we launched the wipes, you know, people were saying, we need your cleaning formula available in like a trigger spray so that we can mm. apply it to large, you know, surface areas or really dirty machinery or equipment, things like that. Um, and when you use the wipes in conjunction with the spray, you actually save wipes because as the, the wipes clean, the fabric is recharged mm. with the power spray. So you save wipes. So it's a great addition. I mean, do you find as well, going to the types of shows that obviously we've been to the last few weeks, that's where these ideas come from. Yeah. How, how, do, how, do you, how do you, if you're so heavily invested in the wipe, is I, it the customer that says, oh, well, the spray, is it from these shows? Is it just from... I'll tell you what the best example of that or? is, is the van bracket. Because mm. we didn't do the van bracket for years. And <clears> I mean, you guys will probably corroborate. I'm sure they will. The first thing that rolls out of your van when you open the door is your tub of big wipes. And then it rolls off... They rolls off down the road or it rolls out and the crack the lid cracks on the floor and then they dry out so we came i mean it's modeled on it's it's nothing you know that exceptional it's modeled on a um on a cycle a bicycle sort of water bottle holder um but people go mad for it i know pete you've got them you both got them in your yeah. hands you know and they're just so handy um you know because you just you fix them firmly and conveniently close down. you're not looking for them all the time like you said jack it's it falls out of the van and it doesn't roll down the road. It rolls right underneath the middle of the van where you can't reach it. So you're like trying to get, you have to get a bit of pipe and then scoop it back out. So yeah, no, I was going to say those those van holes are great, aren't they? But coming back to what you said, that that came from the industry, that came from end users. Said, you know what would be really useful if we had somewhere to somewhere to keep them, you know, so that they don't get damaged and crack the lids and roll away and things like that. So yeah, you know, that's why these shows are so important, you know, because you will, you know, for better or for worse, and whether you avoid us at shows or whether you can't wait to see us and you make a, you make a beeline for us, you know, that's why we do so many. That's why, you know, we seem to be everywhere because, you know, it's the only time we really get 
um, that contact with end users because mm. our day our day to day handling of the product and the selling of the product is selling it into the merchants. So you don't speak to the people yeah. that are actually yeah, using user. it. So that's why you know we come to so many we come to so many shows. Is the liquid? Is it like KFC recipe? Is it a secret or is it <laughs> something Kentucky Fried Cleaner? Yeah, well you know, like is it a top secret or is it? I mean, it's not top secret. The the ingredients are all on the back. What it what it is is it's a yeah, I'm hooked up to a lie detector here. Um, what it is, it's a delicate, it's a delicate blend of skin conditioners to protect your hands um, for power solvents. The formula is also dermatologically tested and it, and it is actually, it meets the European cosmetic grading. Um, so it's very powerful at cleaning. It's very kind to your skin. Um, it's also antibacterial and antiviral. Um, which is, you know, antiviral is something that we were accredited earlier this year. Um, it's free of artificial preservatives, sulfates and parabens. So on the face of it, you think, oh, what a desperately dull product, you know, it's just wipes. But there's quite a lot of clever technology that actually goes into the product yeah. um, to deliver what it does in a practical sense when you actually need it to get you out of the gym. You know, that, it, there's quite a lot of clever technology that goes in there. How, how long, like, what, when was it first on the market, is it? So sort of early 2000s. So um, probably 2002, 2003, you know, our first customers were uh, Costco and Dulux deck centers, uh, quite quickly macro. Um, customers that you wouldn't necessarily associate big wipes with nowadays. You know, you probably- Do you still sell to some of those or? We, we do, I mean, Macro, we don't, but yeah, we do. We still sell to Costco. Yeah, what happened to Macro? Are they still, they're still, thing? yeah, I think they're still there. When I was a kid, we used to play cricket. I yeah. used to go <laughs> every now and then, they'd be like, Oh, we're gonna go to Macro and buy cricket bats. Mm. I always used to just go and buy sweets and then undercut the tuck shop at school. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, get so like, like a big it. discount. Was it like the <laughs> original <laughs> discount? They had a big, they had a really big, like, non food offering. Do you remember you could get mm. bikes, safety boots? big wipes, you get yeah. all types of, but their main business um, was food, was wholesale food. Um, and you know, fresh food and frozen food. And that that's what they've reverted back to now. So if you, you know the one nearest us in Reading, they, they've, they've pretty much all but sacked off all the non-food stuff. And their, their focus is, um, yeah, food and beverages, um, things like that. Um, but they were, I think that that move happened more, that move was expedited, particularly when um, Tesco bought Booker which were part of macro. And of course, I need to stop tapping the table. I'm getting glared. <laughs> I wish but, I'd never said it. But, but no, I'm glad you did. But anyway, yeah, so then they focused more on the food side of the whole thing. So sort of all the non-food stuff got kibosh. So I, when I was, um, before I became a plumber, I had a job for a year at a quarry. And I used to go into this, um, it was like a hut on stilts. And a lorry would come out the quarry filled with, fresh tarmac before it went out to the job. And I'd have to jump on the back of this lorry, get my shovel out and take six, I think it was, samples, random samples, and then bring it in onto this metal tray. And then I'd divide it up until I had a tiny little sample that was, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. an average. Is this rock technology course? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Why did you pack that in, Pete? Because I actually, I actually like that. No, I actually <laughs> like that job. Um, because you would often, you'd follow the lorry around the country and take samples off sites and stuff. But anyway, I'm in this, um, in this little hut and it's a metal tray that mm. we're scraping it all on. So it leaves um, some of the tarmac residue on. Mm. And it seemed to me, I don't know if it was at the time, but it seemed new that they got this cleaner in that was mm. like an orange based, I don't know if you know what this is, it was like, it was like an orange solvent, it smelled really orangey, but it would clean 
everything off, and that's what the power spray reminds me of. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's called it's Robin, like, Robinsons. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I think it's like some kind of solvent cleaner, but it would literally clean tarmac. I think off. I know what you mean. I think there's a there's a product in America called Gojo. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised oh, if, it's, that, yeah. if, it's some, if it's something similar to that. It sounds like the granulated, was it a bit more like the granulated No, it was just like a spray, it was, it like a liquid, liquid, but it was just orange and it was it it was a new thing that came out yeah. while I was working. It just, it, it's always reminded me of, you, you know, see, the difference same. with the, the difference with the power spray, I mean, on the face, well, they are industrial strength products. So you think, oh God, you know, they, what on earth's in them to make them clean the way that they do. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, you know, it's actually a really, you know, delicate balance of a, of a few things that actually... The power spray is cosmetically graded just like the wipes. So you can actually, you know, you can spray it onto your hands and things like that. It's water-based. They're not, it's not class classified as hazardous or toxic. You know, they're not flammable. Um, so it is like, they are like little tubs of sort of magic. And even the demo, which you guys would have seen to death. You yeah, know, I was going to talk to you about that. So yeah. Did that start out as like, oh, we'll just do some paint. And then it was like, now we'll put some expanded foam on there. Do you keep adding every year? Sort of like one-up machine. All you big wipe salesmen are going. No, he's put paint and silicon on, right? CT1, you know, I'll do that. All oh, right, okay, well, all right, grease, put some grease on. It's like, and then it's. I just, like a bit of competition could, between yeah. the, the demo guys. Before you know it, you know, you've got, you, you're caked in all sorts of uh, hazardous substances. But big wipes, it always just takes it, you know, yeah. straight off. You know, we do it every day, all day. And you saw every single time you sort of do it, you go, oh, bugger me, that is really good, you know. And even, even us, we see it all the time, you know. I did it on my face when I came round, remember? You did, yeah, yeah. I, remember, yeah. Yeah, I, remember. <laughs> I thought I just made it a bit different, you know. I thought I'll put that on my I can't do it now because I've got a beard, but it's like I just did it on my face and they were all, what are you doing? I was like, well, why not? I remember got that. Test, yeah. Got to test the products. Well, sure. Yeah, there you go. Got to test the products. And it made it, it was lovely and soft, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, excellent. I you mean, know, with, excellent. with big wipes as a business then, yeah. was it early 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. My, my boss is a chap called Nigel. Nigel Debo, and it was it was it was his inception. He's he he's oh god, he's going to listen to this, isn't he? He's a he's what I would he's describe. Great. I would describe him as a great British eccentric. Um, is that why you've got that yellow yellow house as a? Is that <laughs> is that actually the office? So or what's the where is this? So I'm about. To, I actually live in that house. Wow. I actually <laughs> live in that. House. So, well, gosh, where to start? All right. So it was a, it was actually a bakery. Yeah. So the whole site was a bakery. And in 2015, we were actually hoofed out of a shared office block in Marlow, in Buckinghamshire. They were going to knock the building down and they put they put houses on it. So all the offices inside, all the businesses inside had to find new premises. And we found this derelict bakery. Um, and we did it up. <clears throat> and, and on the top floor of that bakery is like a, is a two bed flat. Um, and then the big wipes offices are actually, they, they extend quite a long way out the, out the back. Um, but you are right, it is bright. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it. It's great for ordering pizzas, though. Mm. Let's just say, you know, the bright Which yellow. Which house is it? The yellow one. Yeah, the yellow one. You know, the neighbours weren't too thrilled at first, but I think might it's, be able to put a picture of the house up. I think it's grown. I think oh, it's yeah. grown on them. Yeah, I don't want everyone knowing where I live. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it, I think it's grown on them. So yeah, but you know, it suits us down to the ground. You know, there's enough room there for us to you know grow, um, and we've got like you know storage at the back and things like that. So packing for exhibitions is now just a million times easier, especially as we do so. It's good for marketing as well because I I saw it and was like, is that their actual office like a big yellow house is something that you, you're not going to forget yeah i mean the t-shirts the cars the bloody office you know everything that we do goes into sort of everything that we do i mean if you strip wipes back i thought i said it earlier you know it, it, when you strip it right back to what it really fundamentally is mm. you know desperately dull you know it's, it's cleaning wipes. something that everybody uses though it's a bit like a light but 
everybody uses yeah. a light or a but, shameless plug there. No, but it's, tr- it's but, true though. Like, I'm in I'm in that same category. When people say to me, yeah. "Oh, why do I need a, why do I need a torch?" and it's like, "Well, why would you need to clean your hands? Because yeah. you need to clean your hands." But that's why clean your tools. That's why the you know the daft shirts, the the way we conduct ourselves at shows, you know, putting people in, you know, the fun branding, the cars are all liveried, liveried up, basically the same as the ch- the shirts. You know, it's all if you've ever been on our social media, which you guys will have. You know, it's light hearted, it's fun. You know, you have to make the product fun. You have to bring the theatre. Because, like I said, otherwise it, it is just, you know, wipes the same as any other wipe. And that's why we bring it to life with the demo as well. That's, you know, real key part. In fact, you have to do the demo in your first interview. Mm. You are literally handed, you know, a tube of silicon and some paint. And you <laughs> lube have, it up. Lube you it have up. To, yeah, lube it up. Social media is quite a big part of what you do because your mm. um, Twitter account is quite active. Mm. Probably one of the most active accounts it, like we said before, in the plumbing and heating, sort of, if there's something going on in our, um, what do you call it, in our area on Twitter, yeah, mm. Big Wipes are normally involved in the conversation. Shout out to the beautiful Corinna. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a good. I think it's you're one of the best companies with mm. a social media account. Mm. I think that's you, the, for me. That's like it shows that it's you on that social media account rather than you've hired someone in to mm. do it for you. Mm. Yeah. And you can easily sell that, can't you? Yeah, because like, they have there's long-term relationships between yeah. people. You know, yeah, yeah. it's obviously the thing with Corinna is people um, talk about cake because everyone knows she likes cake. <laughs> and they've all got, you know, there's levels to it. It's not just we're talking to Big Wipes, the company. It's more personal mm. than that. It's a good, I think it's a good mm. tactic. It's not, not even saying it's a tactic, but it's a good way of running a social media account. It, it is. You know what? You know, we keep it we keep it all lighthearted, you know, and when you open your when you open Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, what you're really looking for in that minute or what often end up ends up being two hours yeah. is a bit of escape a bit of escapism. Because I think at least people's nine to five generally is very it's very mundane. It's the very it's the same each day. So when you go in the evening and you you have a, you have an hour of escapism on, you know, social media, you're looking for, you know, lightheartedness. You're looking for you know, a brand that you can feel warm and comforted by, something that sort of you can relate to. I mean, look at Sainsbury's and Aldi and Little and all the supermarkets. When do they get all their engagement and all their interaction, all their reach? It's when they're jiving at each other. It's yeah. when it's lighthearted banter and they're taking... People don't want to, you know, get home from a corporate a day, you know, in the corporate world, go on social media, and it's just more corporate stuff being jammed down their throat. You mm. know, it is that lighthearted. But a lot of companies thing. don't get it, do they? No. Yeah. A lot of companies don't get I'm it. I'm waiting for you to go, you don't get it. <laughs> Lee said about your social media accounts. Today. Charlotte. Have we got a giveaway going on at the minute? Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte runs it now, mate. You can't, can't yeah, have a go. Less giveaways, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of your business then, because I see you're in the US as well now. You over in the US? Yeah, we are. We do have a we do have a, we do have a satellite office in the mm. in the US in Georgia, a place called Duluth, which is actually just north of um, Atlanta. But the way the the business works over there is it's all done through um, distributors. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, if you don't have big white staff on the ground just driving, because we don't do anything else, we don't get involved in carpet protectors or tapes or sealants or adhesives or gloves or goggles or anything. it's just this. Yeah. Is there any plans to go into no? The the governor is very he's very steadfast in the opinion that this is our core. We're we're good at it. Is there any other sort of similar products to this that you've got your eye on? Like we've had like like I know everybody does hand sanitizer, but something maybe that. 
people still use every I day. I don't know if I can say what we've got coming in the uh, new product development. Mm, I'll give no. you. I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> Here we go again. So we've got um, we've got refill packs coming. Right. So you know we actually we had is, a, that, is that for these? Yeah. So the, in theory, so the way that the way the concept works is you keep your tub, and you buy a like a like a, a seal pouch with just the the roll of wipes pre-impregnated, and that will be cheaper than buying a new tub. So in theory, you keep your tub and then you buy a refillable, you buy a, you buy a re, it's resealable, but you know, you can take the seal off and you can and refill it. We did less plastic and it'll be made from a plastic that's 100% recyclable, just like the tubs are. Um, but we actually, interestingly, I could, we could sort of get sidetracked, but interestingly, you know, like the green economy and this reducing your CO2 footprint and you know, the, the planet in general, we had, we had refills about 10 years ago and they utterly bombed. Nobody, nobody bought them. You know, they just kept picking up the tubs. You know, you save a pound or you save a pound 50 if you just keep, oh, I can't be bothered with that, mate. You know, just pick up another tub. But I think now is the time, probably if we're honest, to refill it. I mean, you revisit it. If you look at the sealant companies, you know, with the foil sausages and things like that, and God, you guys would know even better than me, you know, other manufacturers in the industry that are making great strides in, you know, more more eco-friendly products. I think if, well, you, even, if you're going to revisit- to import plastic now, like the next few years, there's a plastic tax coming in. So even to import plastic. So if you're not starting to look at stuff like that, yeah. and I'm sure even when you go and buy some of these in the future, anything that comes with more plastic, as a mm. consumer, they're going to start charging you for. So not only are they going to tax companies like us to actually bring it in, mm. they'll probably start taxing you if you go into store and want to buy one of those as opposed to buying the refill. Yeah, I know mm. it's no, recently. I think the customers are more savvy as well and they don't want to have plastic, I, buying plastic anymore, single-use plastic. I, 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 th I think definitely now. Mm. I think definitely now, but it'll it more so. A bit like the sugar tax. So you know the sugar tax with the Coca-Cola and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, has that reduced it, like the plastic bags? Yeah. at checkout. So I think the same thing will happen. We're already starting now to implement stuff so that when the plastic tax comes in, when we're importing stuff, we're not getting a massive oh, penalty for mm. it or we're making products from recyclable <coughs> plastic. So I think that's a that's a good idea. Yeah, no, it, I think it's got to be, I mean, it is, it's coming in April next year. I mean, we, we do a lot, you think wipes, you think, oh, you know, wipes, you know, how terrible is wipes, you know, clogging up this and, you know, this, that and the other, and they take years to biodegrade. But as far as we can be at this point in time, you know, the formula is biodegradable. This wipe is made from 100% pure pulpwood fibers, fibers from FSC approved forests. It's made of plant extract. So that's actually biodegradable. The tubs are 100% biodegradable. If, you, if you're ever lucky enough to come to our office, solar panels on the roof, um, all the cars are electric or hybrid electric. So, you know, Given the circumstances, you know, all our cartons are made from board that comes from FSC approved forests. And it's, you know, so we're doing exactly the most that we can. And it is really important. You know, it's important mm. that we get the, the plastic bit right as well, you yeah. know, in the in the time to come. Yeah, I noticed um, I bought some the new Jean-Paul Gaultier recently, and mm. that is a refillable, call it perfume or whatever, spray. Mm. But traditionally, they're not either. They're sealed. You mm. can't ever get into them. But now they're making even making those refillable. So mm. something people are obviously... Well, it's either being pushed or people want it. The customers want it. So, yeah. No. So, I mean, what's what, going forward then? What's the, you know, post COVID? Obviously, you guys have, you know, you're in absolutely everywhere. Travis Perkins are going like other builders, merchants, mm. build base. I see like stuff all over the place. What are your future plans then as a, as a business? Obviously, if you're not going to diversify into other stuff, you've got the, the other sort of add on yeah. sales to this. Where, 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 where does the boss? The eccentric Brit see, <laughs> see the company go. See, see Big Wipes. Big Wipes is like his like it's like his fun time. It's like his play things. Sort of comes to shows, does some demos, skips off. You know, absolutely amazing. But in terms of um, we've got a lot of work to do in the independents. Yeah, uh, the nationals are you know pretty well you know wrapped up. If 
I don't say so myself, as it were. Um, but, you know, we're pretty strong there. But, you know, we've got some work to do in the independence. So there. And, you know, you're at shows like today and you think, oh, everyone knows about Big Wipes. Everyone knows about it. Surely there's nobody that doesn't know about Big Wipes. But today, you know, I met loads of people that went, you know, I've never seen a demo. No, I've never seen. I've never seen Big Wipes. Where are these people what, what living? Do, what do they do? The so, you know, that it... Uh-huh. They live on the moon. The on the how, how can <laughs> they have not rock. seen? Who was who was the guy I talked to you about? The South African old chap. Oh, David. God, oh. God. What's your business? What's your yeah. business? Hey, what's what's your business? Irish. No, he's, <laughs> he's a sapper. He's, Sorry, mate. Sa- yeah, South African. God, his story. I won't get into it. His, his story is a special one. You know, he was door to door selling yeah. in uh, Botswana and South Africa in sort of the sixties. Um, you know, pretty. You know, what I imagine to be a pretty scary experience but also i think quite fun um so you yeah, know i don't know how people haven't haven't sort of seen him i mean that, yeah that is quite <clears throat> that is sort of uh, quite amazing but in terms of the next steps you know it, it in terms of a saturation point on this product you probably you probably say well is there is there really is there really one you know four million people on the tools um in the uk and if everybody uses a you know a tub of wipes a month you know that's the opportunity are we selling four million tubs a month? No. So we've got, we've still got lots of work to do. Q Alex's killer question. Lot, how many are you selling? <laughs> <laughs> and how much are you making? How many tubs do you sell? Uh, <laughs> See yeah. where I was leading that there. Yeah. How many tubs do you sell? I walked straight into that. Give, it, give us, give us a number then. Tubs. I mean, because <laughs> the, the thing is as well, what's, what's, <laughs> how many, how many different coloured top tubs you've got so we've got we've got the red the green and the black are part of the core you know the core um antiviral sort of pro plus um trade range so you've got you know the multi-purpose um which is sort of a three-layered non-woven quilted power fabric you know it's like an it's like an entry grade product it's very tough very tear resistant and then these are what we sort of describe as our performance products this specifically for your hands or rather specifically they'll all clean everything but this is best for your hands because it's got that textured side so it grabs the muck this is for your surfaces it's super absorbent um it's almost like cotton almost like a very thin towel counters worktops window frames you know boiler boiler cases tiles surround you know, any non-porous sealed surface you'd, you'd prefer the multi-surface in terms of how many tubs we sell um you know it's more than sort of seven it's more than sort of se- seven figures so here you go i'll leave you there but a year a lot yeah. of tubs. It's like a lot that. of wipes, yes. And every tub's got 80 wipes in it. Imagine selling tubs, that many so. torches. That's like a scan grip right, level. Right there. <laughs> it's probably got probably eight figures on the torches. Wish it was. <laughs> I'd be sunning my nipples in Barbados. <laughs> Wouldn't be on the podcast. No. Um, a load of table tappers, no. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, Big Wipes is always a brand that whenever I go to a show, Always, like you're always like 10 people deep mm. you've got stuff set up at the sides and it's been absolutely battered because mm. everybody buys it so it's always been like you know when we started this I always wanted to get the brand on mm. like I love the branding yeah everybody's yeah. super friendly and importantly well. there's, you're always selling something and there's a, a decent show offer on because like we yeah. said before when yeah. tradesmen go to a show they want to buy something and they want to get <laughs> a deal so <laughs> Dave I mean that's why we do these sort of these bad kit these bagged kit offers you know it's 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 a bit of everything that you need really to you know restock your van or if you've never seen big wipes before it's a it's a great starter kit so we really try and push these and add value um you know where you're when you're willing to part with enough cash to you know invest in the system you know we're not really interested in selling single tubs we want to sell you everything but if you go for everything you get a you know you get a bloody fantastic deal 
you know, and that's a, that's the sort of point of the whole thing. And we and we don't sell to end users. That's not our that's not our business model. We sell into the merchants, and we sell into the independents, and we sell into distributors, and then they they sell to the end users. So at the shows, that is the only time you can buy stock. You know, direct from yeah. us. So that's why we make sort of such a big such a big deal out of the whole thing. You know, awesome. So I mean, back over to you then, Andy. Yeah, tell us, go, let's take us back in time, 50, 60 years. <laughs> Where did it all start for you, Andy Cam? I just well, had the Hovis advert in my mind there. <laughs> well, the he was time, in the Hovis advert, he was the loaf. No, I was, <laughs> he was I the was loaf of bread. <laughs> I feel like you have to start the next bit during the war. Yeah. Is that During the war. <laughs> back in my day. Well, well, I do actually think back, it is black and white. Yeah, That's how far back it is, Pete. Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, when I well, start, how, did before, you get, how did you get into plumbing? Well, before start, start I with. was a plumber, I used to um, work on a quarry. And what is it with you? Fan, what is it with you two? This fan used to come in, and I used to get tarmac off, <laughs> and he was putting my handkerchief and smell it in the in the shed, and that was my job. And then sometimes I used to follow. Do you know? I can believe this because in that little hut, you used to go up this. It's like a ladder, and you're on stilts, mm. and the amount of porn. In that hut, because there was got men worked to the quarry would have to sit in this hut what, all day. What, what about a bit of tarmac or concrete makes you want to go upstairs and stroke one? Because you go up, you go up, and you'd wait for the certain. There'd be like a big contract. Let's you'd say wait. there's been a road being laid. They need samples. You'd of wait this. for samples of the M25 and then go upstairs. One lorry come in at nine a.m. <laughs> provide your own sample. <laughs> One would come in at nine, you need a sample off that one, then the next one might be 11, and then three. You'd have to be in there waiting for these lorries. So all that was in there, there was an armchair, a toasty maker, and just a shitload and of th- And three razzles and an escort. Yeah. <laughs> Rhino Trade Insurance sponsors Trade Legends, the best insurance for insuring your van and your tools. Keep them safe, and you know what they say, don't be a fool, insure your tool. So what was I going to say? Back, back to sort of like, obviously you've got into you've got into plumbing, and yeah. you sort of, you know, you're well respected, well sort of known. Obviously, your own little catchphrase: "I love plumbing." I mean, in t- in terms of sort of what you're <coughs> up to now, because I know COVID, all that sort of stuff. I know you started over at Fix Fix Radio. How long yeah, ago? Yeah, about a couple of years ago now. It's just coming up to two years. Uh, so you started on Fix Radio, and basically, I got a phone call off this guy, and he's. He says, uh, I want you to come for an interview, Andy. I said, mate, I've been self-employed for like 38 years. I don't need an interview. I don't want a job. Mm. He went, no, it's for a radio company. I'm thinking it's one of the lads messing around. So I'm like taking the out of this guy. Yeah. Thinking that it's one of my mates, got somebody else to do it. Then soon realised it was actually a real person, a real radio show. And then you have to sort of backpedal, don't you, then? Because one minute you're taking the piss out of him, the next minute you've got to be mm. back normal again. And then I went down to London for the interview uh, and he said, I've got a couple of other people uh, to interview. One was Pete, obviously. He didn't get the job. And, uh, <laughs> it's too good looking for radio. Too, I couldn't fit <laughs> job. And, um, and then so, yeah, they offered me the job. So, yeah, I just, and then basically what I've done is just a heating and plumbing show. It's on a Wednesday. It used to be on 6 while 7. And we used to go to London and do it live, which is quite scary when you're doing something live because mm. if, you, if you're audioing something, you, you, can, you, you can't can, mention yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> swear. Is this live? This is alone. Yeah, your boss is listening. He's listening right now. He's just t- He's like tapped that. in. But yeah, so it's uh, so that's where, the, where it came from. So it's just eating and plumbing show. I mean, I've had Pete on there a few times. Um, 
Have you even had your one then? I've been on there <laughs> yeah, as well. You know. so live, yeah, so live from one of my bedrooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was like uh, basically just a heating and plumbing show. So it's it's great for me because you know it's it's getting the uh, the word out there about the plumbing. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, all I want to do is try and help people to yeah. do the plumbing and make it easy I mean, would, for themselves. Would you say sort of like installer then for your sort of your sort of trade? Do you think like all these things like you being on fix? you doing the things you do on social or with different companies making stuff or, you know, you working with different brands, like even working sometimes with these guys, Velocity, all that stuff. Do you think that that has, has helped to elevate plumbing then, in a sense? Do you think all of this is actually, it means that when you go to these shows, there is a bit more camaraderie with, with everybody. There's more of a community feel to it now than, you know, you used to say, like you go into a wholesaler and you just go, and then the other person go, <laughs> Yeah. Uh -uh. Whereas obviously now yeah. everybody's discussing or talking and... Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, hopping back to that sort of thing, it was like, you'd walk in a, a plumber's merchants and you'd say hello to somebody, and like you said, it was like, very cloak and dagger. They've got much work on? Loads. <laughs> what? And, Sit and him then, outside for three hours. Yeah, and then you'd see them like, uh, you'd, you'd be, they'd be hiding things that they were buying and stuff. And, then, and it also become very cloak and dagger with, you know, people who'd got like, things to pass on to apprentices they wouldn't even tell the apprentice how to do things because they wanted to keep it for themselves whereas now social media youtube that kind of stuff obviously pete does a lot of videos how to do stuff you know it's very easy to just um to just download something have a quick look at how i mean you know anything that you want to do now anything you can have a look on youtube and it'll tell you exactly how to do it which i think is great because obviously it makes everybody it makes it easier for uh, other plumbers and we're talking about plumbing now but it makes it easier for other plumbers then to you know do look at the stuff that you do and then and then emulate you and then you get loads of um feedback of people going oh that's fantastic i can't believe that that's made the right difference to me i mean even silly things like the backhoe spanner put it onto a, a valve and turn the whole spanner around with a little hole and it's as if you've just invented the wheel yeah well, i've said it before I thought everybody knew it yeah it's, it's things that you do even like today i was doing pipe bending challenge mm. and <coughs> everyone does it differently They'll either start a different way or they'll hold the bend so, a different way. I saw the way. one guy with a 90 degree angle and then you were like, no, you've done the 90 first, mate. Well, that's because that's, that's the complete opposite <laughs> the way I would do it. And he made made it more difficult for himself, but he still managed to do the job. He still managed to pull the bend, but different things like that. And the way, like I've said before, the way when I went to work with another plumber that wasn't the guy I trained with, the way he stored his fittings in his van, you know, I'd never seen it before. And nowadays guys can see tips from Andy, you know, uh, Old school plumber, yeah. Old school, old, old. Oh, old. Right. I'm old. Yeah, old, 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 old man plumber. <laughs> old man. You get tips yeah. from Andy. You get tips from me. You get tips from someone from London, from Scotland. I mean, some of the plumbing stuff they have in Scotland is completely different to what we work on. So even for me, I'll see something that, let's say, Ryan Mills is working on. I think, what's that? I've never seen that before. Mm. And it's nice. You can get the amalgamation of all these people, and you can learn from them all. So it's good for that. I mean. Other stuff that you're doing as well, because I've seen you do a few bits with, is it Snap It? Yeah, Snap It, yeah. That's a business where, you know, obviously fast food, Deliveroo, all those types of companies, Uber Eats, that's all come out. And now Snap It's a company which is for getting parts, is it? Yeah, you so know? basically if you're inside the M25, it's in London at the moment, um, it's an app. So basically if you you go to a job, you park your van up, you've got yourself to the job in London, which is a nightmare, obviously the traffic, mm -hmm. parking, that kind of stuff. If you want, um, if you've, if you've got, you know, you've not got a few parts on the van that you need, instead of you going out to get them, 
you go on the app, order them, pay for them, and then what they do is they find the nearest merchant that's got that stuff to you, and then they send a, a delivery kind of driver from wherever that is, the closest one, to pick those parts up and bring it to you within 30 minutes. So you haven't got to leave your, your car parking space, you haven't got to troll around London, you've not got to ring anybody up, they do it all for you. Yeah. You can carry on working good. as well, you're not yeah. going to leave the job. So. Yeah, it's good, it's yeah. really good. Or you could do something like, you know you're going to be somewhere at three o'clock, you could order a part to be delivered there at half past two for the customer to pick up, you get there, pick the part up and fit it, rather than having to go to the merchant first and then pick it up. So mm. there's loads of different ways that it works. Yeah, I mean, how did that come about then? How did you get involved with, uh, with To be honest with you, I was, going, I, was, I was on the train going to London to do the radio show live, and this guy phoned me up called Victor. Uh, he said, Alan, you don't know me, Andy. I've seen you on social media. Da, 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 da. Can I meet you in London? I said, I'm just coming down there now. He said, oh, I'll meet you then at the station. We went for lunch, and then that's where sort of the relationship blossomed. And all I want to do is try and help him. He's like the, he's the nicest guy. I mean, I think you should get him on here, mate, to be honest with you, because mm. he's the nicest guy, and he's so clued up. And uh, it's just like, uh, you know them guys you meet and you think, he's going somewhere. He's going to go somewhere. No, I, th I think it's a great idea because, especially if you're like Manchester, Birmingham, clean yeah, air zones the, now, where yeah. Thing, yeah. you don't really want to drive in there, especially if you're doing a job on the, the outskirts somewhere and you've, the only place you can get it is a wholesaler in the centre. Like, that's going to become a lot more prominent now. But you look at Uber Eats and you think, why didn't I come up with that idea? Yeah. It's like, like me. To, to come up with it for, for plumbing, I'm sure you could, you could cross that over to electrical and I stuff think like that. that well. I think that in the, I've talked to him a little bit and I think that. It, what he's thinking of doing is a little bit like, you know, say your nan wakes up on a Sunday morning, she wants to do a bit of gardening and she's not got a, a fork and, the, you know, a spade or whatever. Yeah. She'll just go on there, go like that, pay for it, and it'll be delivered to her house in half an hour so she can do whatever she wants without her having to go out in the, in, in, in the traffic. Mm. Uh, so I think that's what it's, it's heading towards, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and also he's thinking of going into different um, cities, like you said, Birmingham, Liverpool, Manchester, that kind of stuff. Uh, Oh yeah. What were you going to say on it? That's like me, like in a small village. Yeah. If I'm on a big job and I don't, I'm under pressure, I don't want to leave. I have to ring my dad, yeah. send him to the merchants, and he brings me the wrong stuff. <laughs> so it'd be ideal for me to have something like that. Um, but is it where, where you live though? I think like the amount of people that would use us, like somewhere like London, you've got to have a high density yeah. of people Which to, make, the, to make thing. it to make it, it actually pay. Yeah. It's obviously working in London. It's whether he goes takes the next step, say. To Birmingham next, and then Manchester, and then like, look, can it come to somewhere like Leicester? Yeah. Like London, mm. trying to a trying to park yeah, yeah. is a nightmare unless you've got like a permit. And then even when you do get somewhere, you think, oh, I've got to go somewhere. You go and you come back, and you've got nowhere to park. So if you're on a or job, if you go away and they come back again, you have to pay again, don't yeah. you? So mm. it's, it's like it can be expensive that way. But it's not like they charge you a fortune for the fittings either. It's not mm. like they say, you know, you buy this instead of it being three quid, it's twenty eight quid. Yeah, it's, it's not like that. It's um, when I went into the, I go into the office and it's massive. They've got all the guys, you know, round all on computers and they have a big, massive TV screens with everything that's going on, you know, so they can see who's going where, what's going why and all that kind of stuff. So to see it and see the operation, you know, it's very easy to say, why didn't I think of that? But to put that into mm. how it works um, and because he's, he's been to all the different merchants all around London area. And he's had to try and get them on board, hasn't he? Because I mean, what's, what's his background then? Is he like a software engineer? Or yeah, no, no, he actually, uh, he came to, I think he's from Ukraine, I'm not 100% sure. He came over and he was working on a building site, labouring in London. And then he saw that the plumbers were earning decent money, so he then went to be um, a plumber's labourer, let's say. He just wanted to get into that. 
Then he found that he could, uh, he, he did his gas course, his plumbing course, his gas, he got all that. And then he went on to start doing, um, you know, a lot of the high-rise flats and stuff like that. And then you were finding it notoriously difficult to get money off people and sometimes people rip you off and that kind of stuff. And I think, I think, reading between the lines, he'd been looking at things like, um, you know, say you've got a, a restaurant or a, a hotel in, in London, let's say, and your staff don't turn up. There was a... There was a, another app where you could go onto it and mm. order staff, and they'd be, win, they'd be with you within the hour, and then that guy sold that off for millions. Uh, and I think he saw that, and I think that that's sort of... I'm not 100 sure you could ask him if he comes on, but I think that's where he's sort of come from, and that's where he's heading towards. I mean, so, obviously, you, you, you're doing sort of bits with them, you're doing bits with fixed radio. What what other stuff have you sort of... Because, obviously, the advent of social media, you're, you're doing way more than... What you did maybe six seven years ago yeah if you, um, like, so for people that are in our trade the yeah. way i think you'll agree tell me if i'm wrong but the way it works is we create content on our page because we like the job we like promoting the plumbing and heating industry and then a company like victor's snap it will see andy's page and think oh, i like this guy he's funny does a good job and then he'll approach you and say i've got this product do you want to have a look at it and andy will say tell me about it and if he thinks it's something he wants to help him with then he'll you know go for lunch with them that's the if you concentrate on growing your social media page by doing what you do and what you're good at and showing your personality then these companies will come to you like you came to me and said mm. can i send you a torch and i said no um <laughs> it's shit it's, and now we've seen the light that's, <laughs> that's the way it sort of happens 100 i think that yeah that's right i mean it's it's like um the same with anything i always say to people why have you employed me and they say because you're an old bastard and you're cheap <laughs> and I just say, well, that's fine. But but no, uh, they usually say it's because you are you. So yeah, and you'll fit there. Yeah. They'll have like a company ethos. Like if you're a guy that's I don't know swearing all the time, a company that doesn't yeah. like people that swear, they won't they won't approach you. But if they like what you do, um, obviously they'll they'll look at the, <laughs> like you look at the followers and the engagement and stuff like that. But yeah. more importantly, they've got to like the person and, and what they're putting. I think out. the other thing is that if you, with me, obviously all my followers are plumbers. Yeah. Like you, all the followers are plumbers. So if I'm if I'm a like say a merchant or something like that, I would go to that person because it's like laser marketing, isn't it? It's You're targeted not, advertising, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because they're all plumbers. So if yeah. I do something on plumbing, I only do things on plumbing that I would ever use myself or I do use. Yeah. I mean I do get approached by other um, companies that I wouldn't want to help or well not the case I wouldn't want to help them. It's just that I'd, I wouldn't use their stuff. Yeah. So I always just say, Look, I'm too busy. I never say no, it's rubbish that mm. But I always try to be true to myself with everything that I do. And I think that that's what you've got to be. You can't just be an advertising monkey because yeah. you get you get caught out. You, you do upset yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. So we've we've skipped forward to what you're doing now. But so I want to know, when, when you became, obviously you would have had an apprenticeship. Yeah. And then you worked for a company. Yeah. Yeah, so my apprenticeship started uh, back in 1979 um, when, wow. I, when I left school. Um, you born? Wasn't even born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wasn't even born, Pete. I was so, waiting for that. <laughs> the funny thing is, for me, is that like, we're going to talk to some guys tomorrow, aren't we? You know, there's some some younger trainees and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So tomorrow at the show, we're doing a. It's like a student day. Yeah. So we've got a couple of hours, different points of the day where we're talking to students, like the next generation are coming into our. Yeah. So when I was in, back in 1979, I was taught to wipe lead joints. Not that we didn't fit lead pipe, but we yeah. had to join on to lead pipe. So we were taught how to wipe lead joints. Yeah. And so now, obviously, you know, gone up 40 odd years ago, sorry, 40 odd years into the future, we're now press fitting copper pipe. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's great. It's fantastic. And way back then, everything was material orientated, i.e. your materials were the most expensive part of the job. Now it's labor. Labor's yeah. become very expensive. Mm. So anything that can save people time, money and effort, your big wipes, your uni lights, anything like that, obviously it's going to save us time, money and effort. Then that's what happens, isn't it? And so we've got better tools. It's, it's, it's still a ball ache job and it's hard work, but you've got a lot more easier ways of doing things. There's a lot of new tools to do a bit of everything, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you worked for a company, yep. did your apprenticeship, how long before you went on your own or did you go into, went into a partnership? What, what, was, you, what was your yeah. apprenticeship like? Because we've had so many mixed. It was horrendous. Well, it wasn't horrendous. I, it, I don't know why you stick at it now because most lads, if you're an apprentice, they want you to pick them up from home, drop them off. At, you know, they want to finish at five. It wasn't like that when I started. I had, I had to get up something like about 5, 5.30, to get to the bus top at the top of our road that then took me, it was the only bus that came at something like half six. It took me 20 minutes to get to where near, near where he lived and then I had to walk over a mile to his house and I had to be there at half past seven every day. And then they used to just drop you off, you know, whether either at his house or somewhere near a bus stop or you'd be working in Rotherham and I live in Sheffield. They just dropped me off in Rotherham Town Centre. You had to get two or three buses home. God. And that's what it was like. And then the actual apprenticeship itself was one day and two nights a week for five years. So that was the actual apprenticeship that we did. Um, and so we started off, I think there was 45 of us on the course. Yeah. And then when we finished doing the advanced craft, uh, which was another year and a half after the three years apprenticeship, I think there were four of us. So it, it wow. had whittled down yeah. right down to the... Yeah. More people. Whereas when anybody moans the about boys. their apprenticeship now, I just yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it was different and it was difficult. And uh, you know, it's like uh, the radiators used to come, and you they'd got plugs in the iron plugs, and you couldn't get them out. You couldn't even get them out. You know, so it was it was horrendous. The boilers were cast iron. You had to two of you to lift them on a wall. You know, fixing them to walls and stuff like that because sometimes the walls are a bit you know hard to fasten to. It was just a nightmare. Balance flows. You couldn't drill them. Uh, so yeah, so then I think I was about 21. I just finished. Uh, I just finished college, and I went over to Guernsey to work over there for six months because my mates were going over every year, but I couldn't go because I was at college. Yeah. And my mum always said, you know, you keep going to college, mate. You know, you get your certificate, and I did, and I'm glad she was right. And um, so I went over there for six months, and I just did jobs like working behind the bar, pot washing, that kind of stuff. Came back from that. I worked in London for a bit, uh, maybe eight months driving all around London, working there, fitting heating for a company called Harp Heating. And then I went on my own when I was probably be about 20, 23. Yeah. And I was subcontracting then. So all we did then back in those days was fit central heating. So you fit two central heatings on your own every week. So hard work, but quite rewarding because the money was quite good. So you'd start work. I mean, I'd be definitely on the job. I started work at eight o'clock and I'd probably be there at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. And yeah. I'd do that for six days a week, and then I'd probably work Sunday as well. So I did work a lot of weekends and stuff like that, which is why I always try and tell people now not to work weekends. Just work your five days. And if you've got any enough in five days, you ain't charging enough. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to get over to the people now, you know. Because it is hard work. You don't want to be working seven days a week. And then a lot of people I know, if they've been working seven days a week, they've worked the ghoulies off. And then by the time they've got enough money to take it easy, Crokey. the wife and kids have gone. Yeah. You know, they've gone somewhere when else. When was the last time you heard someone say ghoulies? Ghoulies. <laughs> hey, when was ghoulies. the last time you heard someone say that? <laughs> well, I, I, had to, I had to wash it down, didn't I? I love it.
I try to have a bit of fun with the stuff that I do because I think that sometimes life, work, it's too serious, isn't it? Well, we went serious. to, we went to, did we get to Edinburgh? Uh, well, to see, we went to we Glasgow. Went to one of these trade shows, but is it Glasgow? So I said to him, I'll pick you up uh, service station at um, <laughs> Sheffield. So I drove from Leicester to Sheffield. I said, I'll drive the first bit. I think it lasted about 20 minutes before I was falling asleep. That's a five minutes. So he took over and then it got... I don't know, it's a long way to Glasgow, isn't it? It's yeah. hours. And um, we got two or three hours down the road, you were nodding. So I said, I'll take over. And I lasted another, <laughs> it must have been five minutes. And I had to say, I've got to pull over because I was falling asleep. But on the way back, <coughs> it was oh. in the morning and we didn't stop laughing the whole way. We were crying. I mean, some of the stories, that, the Kestrel one is one I remember. There was one where he used to try and outdo his mate you worked with. Yeah. It's, so, too, it's too disgusting for no, it. Oh, no, that was really bad. But yeah. no, what this was, was we, what we used to do is when we went into work together, we, 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 were, we were partners, so we were working on jobs together. Yeah. If I got in the job first, I would, he's, he's, this guy was called Keith. If I got in there first, I'd say, oh, I'm Andy and this is Steve or this is Dave or whatever. And then the customer would be calling, they had to be Dave the whole time. Right? So, of course, obviously you can't go in and go, I'm not, I'm Keith, because you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So he was working on one job and he, he said, I, he called me Neil, right? So it was when the young ones were out, you know, Neil, hey, Neil. And he's, and he's so, all the, he'd be on this job two or three days. Guy comes to the bottom of the stairs, I'm at the top and I'm getting fed up now, I've been called Neil. So he goes, <laughs> he says, he stood, at the top, he stood there like, I'm at the top and he went, Neil, do you want a cup of tea? And I went, I'm not Neil, I'm Andy. He went, yeah, you are, Andy, aren't you, Neil? Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> so, all I could hear was my mate in the kitchen. He had to run outside to the van, and I could hear him laughing in the van. And I just thought, you know, you just might go, go with it, haven't you? That's the thing I miss most about when I stopped with my apprenticeship, because I was working with Kev, and he was like my best mate, and we had a laugh. Working on your own, that's the thing you miss most, mm. having someone to bounce off banter all day. When you go yeah. on site, and there's, like, plasterers, electricians it's just <laughs> all day it's just banter it, the day goes fast don't it you just enjoy yourself yeah it is and you can have a laugh and, it, and that's why i realistically started doing um videos and stuff like that because yeah, I was social thinking, media is like an extension of yeah that, isn't because it? people would like uh, you know go, oh, i'm having a nightmare day oh no let's have a look at break or dinner time see what he's doing see what they're doing so i try and do a funny like a, sometimes do try and do funny stuff i know i'm not very funny but i just try and do funny stuff to try and alleviate their boredom and make it so that their working day was a bit better. And you feel like you're not alone because you've got yeah. your mates. Someone said to me, I think it was today at the trade show, he said, I like seeing, he likes watching me when I've had a bad day because I put it on my Instagram story or because mm. it makes him feel better about having a bad day. Everybody yeah. has a shit day though, mm. from time to time. Yeah. But so you've seen work, work from home, you lasted five weeks, I lasted three. Yeah. <laughs> but people <laughs> use Instagram almost exclusively to show all the positives. Yeah, definitely, which and is so why yeah. when we show the bad yeah. stuff, see the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like my YouTube video on Sunday, <laughs> Check it out. Um, Shameless plug. PB plumber down at the bottom. Yeah, here. link will be somewhere. Swipe um, up. Yeah. I, I put a pipe through a wall when I cut it wrong, mm. but I still showed it. I thought, oh, made a mistake. Because mm. not many people admit to their mistakes and show it, and people like that. Mm. What about when you actually cut that pipe live and you were videoing it? And you yeah, that's my most popular, one of my most popular videos <laughs> for a live water main. Mm. Um, and... I wasn't going to show that because it was a bit stupid and it was a... Uh, a lot stupid, Pete. Yeah, but <laughs> I sent it to the one of the WhatsApp groups I was in, like, lads, that I've just done, and they all loved it and they were all laughing. I thought, oh, I'll just stick it out there. And that was probably one of the first ones where I'd shown where I'd gone really wrong. 
Mm. And it was, yeah, one of the most popular things I've ever done. I think the other thing that, like what we've done is sometimes you'll plan a video. I'm doing this, I'm going to do that. And you take ages to plan it. You get it all ready and you do it all and you think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And nobody really bothers mm. about it. And then I just passed my, I remember the best one I've ever done. I think it's about 10 seconds long. And I gave my apprentice the phone. I said, just video this. And I was cutting through a four inch pipe in the ceiling. Yeah, some of the first ones got, I remember. You. And I got, I said, yeah, that's, I was going to say, oops. And I said, that's way ripping off my elbow, you know, and it's, and that's had thousands of views and mm. it's 10 seconds long as I wasn't even going to do it. Yeah. You probably get, you pro that's probably where you're going wrong. <clears throat> the ones where you actually mess up on. Yeah. Are probably the ones that you're going to get there. So when I first met Andy, you came down to a job near, yeah, you wrote me, said, I'm coming down to you and I went to meet him. But the first videos I remember you doing were, um, you were drilling above and obviously oh, you yeah, get covered. Yeah. It's just things that you can relate to, things that happen at work that you can mm. relate to. And he was getting covered and he's doing, he's just doing this dance. It was so funny. Yeah. And then there was another one where you were out on, where you're coring a hole outside and you were covered in brick dust and it's just things like that, but he makes them funny. And yeah, yeah. Just think parts of the job we all hate. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, one of the worst things is you, you're working on something above your head and there's water dripping into your armpit. It's like Chinese water torture. It's just, yeah. it's horrible. It's like you've had to do it sometimes where you actually, your pants get wet. Yeah. Know, because it's, you know, and it's dripping off. And what is it? Well, the ladies watching. I was, watch I was, I was, right, I was <laughs> right a few years ago. That's your age. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> your age. Prostate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your leaky bag. This is your cue yeah, to yeah, check your it. prostate. I oh, know, it's like that. Don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of obviously like <laughs> you guys, any anything else? Should we just should we should we wrap it there and say any anything else that they want to want to add? Anything that well, they're up to? Have you got a, have you got a message you want to say? Have you got any? any have you got a message? I mean, we've asked we've asked you. Big box are the best. If you've got anything new coming out, um, or if you're going to any shows that you you know you think people yeah, we've want. got um, got we're doing the Tool Fair series, the Tool Fair Elex. I forget which leads Elex. Tool I don't Fair know what they're naming. Well, just call yeah. it a tool fair. Yeah, it's a tool fair. I, we, I mean, we call it tool fair, but I think, you know, Elex was the original. Anyway, we've got Newport next month. we got Sandown in November and we got Exeter in December. That's not the typical schedule for them, actually. It's all asked about face because of COVID, like everything else. Um, but then we've got Juice and Live as well in December. Um, we've got Paint and Decorating Show end of November. Uh, it just goes on and on and on, really. Yeah. But no, we'd like to be back. Yeah. And we got, we I mean, got how, how many shows do you do? I do virtually all of them. I was going to say, yeah, is that yeah, like yeah. a is that like a, a tactic? You you want to be present at every show? Yeah, I mean, we back in sort of two thousand and back in sort of two thousand and fifteen sixteen, we had like a marketing review uh, snore, but um, you know, we we <laughs> back, tell we us back, what happened. In that yeah, thing. I'll tell you what. Happened. <laughs> it's riveting. Strap yourselves in. Uh, but we basically decided that we weren't going to spend any money in printed printed press anymore, so and it all went into social media and shows because the only two ways that you can get close to end users like i said it's not that's not typical you know we sell to the merchants so to get to end users and actually find out what they really want it was shows and it was social media and we sort of never looked back so shows are really important to us and we do the we do installer we do um the painting decorating show you know we do elex so it's electricians it's it's builders <laughs> it's it's plumbers you know we got we got painters and decorators all bases are covered you know yeah we don't we don't discriminate yeah you know. what about you have you got, we, a, you we got anything do. we do yeah uh, <laughs> heartfelt message to you fans watching. You got yeah, any advice I, for apprentices have, watching? Yeah. So, if, uh, apprentices, keep your hands out of your pockets. I hate that. Apprentices, hands in your pockets. I, you can't I tell an apprentice to stay off his phone. I was going to say, phone, you're, yeah, you are. Big. That no, is I what can, you do. That's my job, and yeah. I do that. So, if he <laughs> on his phone, right? If he dare touch his phone, I basically used to. Um, when I used to leave the job, I used to get my apprentice, and it might sound really 
Dickensian now, but you know, maybe five years ago, I used to say, "Give me your phone," mm. and he'd give me his phone, and I'd take it with me to wherever, give him the jobs to do, and then I'd come back and give him his phone back because I know that if he didn't, he'd just be on his phone all the time. So, yeah, hands up, shouldn't really be doing that. I'm also an apprentice who kept putting his hands in his pockets, so I cut his pockets off with a Stanley knife. <laughs> so he couldn't put them in. So that's apprentice-wise. If you're working, that's brilliant. If you're working and you're, I'll tell you the other one that was really funny. If, if anybody came and they'd got a little rip in the jeans because they used to be wearing jeans back in them days, I used to get and then rip the trousers mm. or whatever so they couldn't wear them again. And he was stood on the back of the van, he was tying something on the roof, and one of his pockets was hanging off the back of his jeans. So I put, got my hands in his pockets to pull his pockets off. Pulled his and own it trousers just, off. No, it just pulled <laughs> two big zips right down his trousers. So I'd got his pockets that were around his ankles and all his, all his bum were hanging out and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. That's for your apprentices, yeah? Uh, always think ahead. Think what that guy is going to need next. What tools does he need? What fittings does he need? Don't ask him too many questions because that'll do his heading. So, um, you know, try and be one step in front of him all the time. Um, it, it might get a bit boring just stood there watching, but you ain't ready to do it yet. It takes a while before we actually can let you on the blow lamps and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, for us older people who are doing out there working, if you've got a business or you're setting up a business, always make sure that you know exactly how much you have to earn every day, every week, every month and every year to keep your business afloat. Don't just mm. wing it and think, oh, I need 200 quid a day because you might be 50, 60 quid a day out. You know, So mm -hmm. work out your, your costs, your insurance, all your overheads and then work from there. And don't be afraid to charge people. Mm. You know, And don't do, do mates rates, but don't do things for free. Mm, yeah. Um, other well, that's one. That's for me. you to look at me then. Radiators, <laughs> your house, your radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my house. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean I've done lots of work for family and friends for free, and yeah. it doesn't ever get reciprocated. So just just be careful, in, you know, in that uh, aspect as well. Cool. So we're going to do the fastest lap. <laughs> you wanted to tap the table. Fastest lap. Should we? Uh, so for everybody listening on audio, this is the segment where we've got both of our guests to do a fastest time around the Bahrain circuit on the F1 2020 game. I'm, I'm sweating, honestly. And I'm just going to open this up and let's have a little cheeky look. To oh. be fair, it was raining when I did it. It's <laughs> and I was blindfolded. <laughs> so first up is Mr. Andy Cam. Oh, I'm excited. You did it, Andy. In a one. 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 Oh, three. Oh dear. Oh eight, dear. five, four. And you've still beat PV Plummet. So I'll get Pete <laughs> yeah. to stick you over there with your customary slap on the board. That was a nice leisurely drive you did there, Andy. Well, you've taken, you've taken in the scenery of the desert. Taken in the scenery of the desert. That's who it was. Does he get credit for his 360? He managed to spin the car on the track. Yeah, oh, yeah. you get credit for that. Yeah. Well, we'd take 10 seconds off that and you're <laughs> still, still above PB plumber. <laughs> Every week. Who's doing it? Who keeps doing it? Oh, next up. 
Mm. We'll just put you down. Should, did we put Dave on there? Yeah, Dave Nipex. So we put Jack. <coughs> wipes. You did it. You know, one. Mm -hmm. okay. one. Zero. Three. Oh. Five, seven, three. So, you've just yeah. beat Andy. I expected, it's not fair that. That's not exactly a lightning lap for me either. Have you like noticed every time you put one up, Pete, about three seconds later, you have to then move it down every single time. So well done on that. The next bit that we're going to go and do is we're going to go and throw six darts for you, six darts for you. We then ask everybody at home who, who threw the highest score. So we ask them to guess that. Yep. And they'll win like a bundle prize, which the big wipe stuff is going to mm -hmm. be in. I don't want to upset anybody, but if you are listening, I've played darts against Keith Della, Gary Anderson. Bobby George, just to name a few, just in case you want to decide who's going to be the best. So, there you go. I don't know who those, any of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> For this week's Trade Legends episode, we have a fantastic Big Wipes Unilite giveaway. From Big Wipes, we have the Power Pack All-in-One Cleaning Kit. From Unilite, we are giving away an SLR 1000 and a mini tripod. And as always, a crate of Trade Legends beers. And for our main prize, a £250 voucher from Power Tool Mate Prizes. To find out how you can win all of these prizes and for full details, head on over to our website, www.tradelegends.uk. So first up, we will have Andy, the assassin, Cam. A lot quiet now. Oh, let me get my leg out. <laughs> Can't bend my legs. I've been stood up for two days. Your bag's getting all squashed again. Oh. Do you want me to get your helper for you? I won't sit there, mate. I'm moving. Don't worry. Drum roll, please. Cow of Vorderman. Cow of Vorderman has to go in and total up the score. 180! I don't think that was very good. Next up. Come on, Jack. Juicy Jack from Big Wipes. Juicy Jack from Big Wipes here. If you want to be uh, marinated with any kind of wipe, Juicy Jack is your man. Yeah, Big Wipes will do. Oh! Ow! Ah, oh, my leg. Just in case. Yeah, there's that one, that one there. It's on, on him there. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Lord, I'll do it. 
Dun, 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 dun. Down, scores on the doors. Have you got the scores? Dun, 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 dun. Is it close? Dun, 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 dun. Sweating now. Are you going to get the double over him? That's the question. Dave from Nipex got the double over Nick Bundy, and he was he was playing, fuming. Playing well today, so you just say you're playing well. Getting a good group. It's, 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 it's the good. overall score, Pete. It's the scores on the doors, That's mate. So, uh, I don't think we patted the tie. You patted it more than me. I think it's a bunch him. of table patters. Yeah. So, so we're going back to the Rico, to yes. the casino. Bit of dinner, bit of uh, more drinking. Do it all again at the show tomorrow. And then we're, we're back tomorrow night for another podcast. We are indeed. Another plumbing podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a, a plumbing double, double special. Yeah, there's a lot of plumbers in town. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And thank, thank you, you very much to you as well. Also, thank Karina. Yeah, thank you and, for having uh, me. Yeah. So, to be honest with you, for me, it's been great because I've, I've seen you and I've, and I've used all your products, but to listen to exactly what they are and what goes into them, because, you know, we just get them, don't wipe your hands, oh, it's done. Yeah. But to realise that there's a lot more that goes into it mm. than that. And so, yeah, cheers, Jack. Thanks no, a lot. And thanks, thank Alex. you very thanks much for me. having me. Yeah, no, thank it's you. been great. See you next time. All done. Thank you for listening to the Trade Legends podcast. Bloody marvellous. With thanks to our sponsors, Church Farm Brewery, the best beers in town. Also, Power Tool Mate. If you want to get your hands on a really good tool, it's the only place to shop. Lastly... Our good friends Fix Radio, the only radio station specifically for the trade in the UK.